Hallelujah. Well, you can be seated. Hallelujah. And I believe for a moment, because I believe tonight is a night of stirring and deposit into your life. Hallelujah. I believe you're going to be different. Hallelujah. And uh, all the pastors that are here for a fast, they've come in from, and they're flying in tomorrow from across the country to join bi-monthly. We come together and we fast uh, for a time period. They're fasting for their churches. They're fasting for their families. But I believe they're going to go home with a miracle touch on their life. I believe their church is going to be revolutionized and they're going to be changed. Amen. And uh, somebody said, well, fasting is not for today. Yeah, that's what they told me about the Holy Ghost. I didn't believe them about that, and I don't believe that about fasting. I believe that this is the time for the bridegroom to fast. Amen. And uh, so we have a great friend of ours and uh, a friend of our church and a friend of our family. He's just crossing the nations and touching the United States with the gospel of Jesus Christ, transforming thousands of people's lives, tent revivals and meetings and He's here tonight, and he has graced us with his calling. And, and I'll tell you, I believe that God is going to do something. I believe in strategic times, not just taking up time. Amen. And I believe that this is a strategic time for the 2017. And I believe that God is going to erupt America with revival. And I do not believe that it's just going to be status quo and I don't believe that it's just going to be a good word. I think it's going to be the teaching and preaching. And uh, there's going to be a demonstration of the gospel of Christ that the faith of America can turn back to God. Amen. Hallelujah. That again, the church will have its voice and God will have his place in America. So I want to encourage you tonight. Let's stand to our feet and let's give Ted Shuttlesworth our evangelist and friend of our house, a good round of applause tonight. Hallelujah. 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 It didn't work, Ted. Hallelujah. You get to shouting. Hallelujah. I told you, I said it didn't work. <laughs> Praise, God. Praise God. Remain standing, everybody. Happy New Year. They're laughing at me because I got so much static, my pants won't stay down. Amen. But it don't make a bit of difference. I went to bed last night, and I got up in the middle of the night, and I pulled the sheets back, and blue sparks flew everywhere. I said, oh, my Lord, I set the place on fire. Amen. How many know we're going to set this old world on fire with the power of God? How many of you are happy tonight? Let me see your hand. Then put the other one up with that and say, Lord, uh, increase my joy. Increase it. Give me more than I have now. Praise God. I really believe we need a new baptism of joy. You need to get happy. Not just in the church. Some of you need to get happy in the house. Happy on the job. You can even get happy at Burger King. I saw the slogan, have it your way. I intend to be happy. Glory to God. Would you lift your right hand with me? These four nights are critical. I was joking with the pastor. I said, well, I, I hope I can do all right. I got an old message. He said, not no old message. But the truth is, I believe I got a fresh word from God for these four nights. Everybody say tomorrow night. 
Now, not tonight, but tomorrow night, there are three things that God spoke to me that we have to have in 2017. And so if you can, you need to be in that service. It will determine a lot of things, your health, your finance, your family's blessing. But tonight, I've got uh, just uh, something to come in my spirit driving out here. So lift your right hand with me. Father, we thank you for freedom in the Holy Ghost. We thank you that the Word of God is not bound. We thank you we're at liberty to declare the Word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Every man and woman that's in this place shall receive from the precious Holy Spirit. And we shall be made like you, Lord, more than ever before. We come against all sin and the power of sin. We come against unclean spirits that are trying to destroy our lives and homes in this region and across the nation. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for a healing anointing that will keep us in 2017. Not only heal us, but you're going to keep us. There will be no more battling in the mind. Is my body failing? Is my life uh, over? Am I at a crossroads? No, you lying devil. You're at the crossroads. You're about to get run over. We're all right. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. For the glory of God. And everybody who loved the Lord, can you say amen? amen? Now, before you're seated, turn around and tell somebody, tonight is your night. Tell them, tonight is your night. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't remember saying turn the lights off. Amen. So turn them back on. Amen. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me tonight to 1 Corinthians. It's good to see so many we remember. We love you. You're good people. And I am like Brother Duplantis. I'm honored to be able to start here this year. I had a preacher. I used to preach at his church every year for maybe 10 years. He said, I feel like you've forsaken me. But I said, no, no, I haven't forsaken you. I said, it's just that, uh, uh, you know, there are seasons. And uh, I felt like my work there was done. I don't care what time of the year I would go there. You know when you've done all you can do by the ministry God gives you. I say that to the ministers that are here. Because sometimes I think we think it's a lack of faith or we fail God because we come to a finish to a particular thing. That's not true. God gives us, there are times of refreshing, there's times, seasons, that come from the presence of God. We need to learn how to operate in those seasons. There are three cycles in the Bible for every believer. The first, I call it the season of breakthrough. That's not exclusive to one minister's ministry. Every one of us need breakthroughs in certain areas. To have a breakthrough, I thought of David waiting on the Lord and God spoke to him. And he heard from the Lord. And he said to the Lord in the Old Testament, shall I go up against them? God never tells you to go down. He always tells you to go up. I used to preach that. I called it the ministry of up. Peter and John in the book of Acts, they go up to the temple to pray. 
They got to man up. Can you say man? God is in the business of bringing you to a higher level than you are now. If you're anointed, you will grow. Anything that is of God has life in it, and that life brings growth. Now, there are times you've got to trim the suckers. How many know you deal with a few suckers in life? I was working out in the garden trimming my tomato plants one summer, and you folks know that on your tomato plants, suckers come. There's no flowers on them, but they're draining the life out of the plant. And I was cutting off the suckers, and I heard the Lord say to me, the devil is a sucker. Well, if he'd have been there, I'd have given the scissors to him too. The devil is the one that tries to drain the zoe, the life of God, out of you. Whether it's physically through sickness, disease, and physical attacks. Whether it's mentally to weaken your ability to go forward with strength whether it is an attack in your home, whether it's an attack in your money, it is always the devil that is doing these things. God is not the one. We have a new generation of young guys coming up preaching, and I notice there's a similar thought that they have. Many of them are very Calvinistic, but they, they believe it's God that uh, makes you sick. I can't believe we're dealing with this again after 40 years, but that's what happens when you raise a, a new generation if you don't teach them right. Amen. God told me some years ago, he said, I want you to raise up 10,000 miracle workers and teach them how to operate in the supernatural. And I've been doing that. We've got 777 that are on board right now, so i got a few to go. Glory to God. But we're committed to come against this unbelief that comes out of what I call uh, false Christianity. We are classical Christians. We believe that Jesus was born of a virgin and that he came to this world. <clears throat> the young preacher in Atlanta over the holidays said that he doesn't believe that the virgin birth needs to be believed to preach the gospel. Well, he's not only full of the devil, he's nuts. Amen. Some people are full of the devil, but they're not nuts. But he's both full of the devil and nuts. Amen. And then in this same speech, he talked about uh, the resurrection may or may not have happened. You cannot preach the gospel unless you believe Jesus was born of a virgin, that he is Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh, and that he came by assignment. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. There was a purpose, and there is a calling even in Jesus' ministry. Now, not only are there what I call calling, but there's also choosings. And the Bible says, God said, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And so even some that are called does not mean that they're going to the next level and to be chosen by God. Are you listening to me? But there is some things that we need to understand about the seasons in our life as we go into this year. Number one, that area of breakthrough. There are ingredients, there are elements that cause us to have breakthrough. Driving out here, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, he said, there's a missing ingredient. There's a key that the modern-day church does not understand. And I begin to meditate on that, those two thoughts, a missing ingredient, a key to the area that this modern-day church does not understand. And as I begin to meditate on it, one of the things that come up in my spirit is a life of holiness. I knew I wouldn't get a whole lot of amens, but a few. Without holiness, no man shall see God. We have to live a holy life. Are you still listening to me? 
And so when we talk about holiness, people say, well, we're not into clothesline religion. Well, maybe we are and you just didn't know it. There are some places you shouldn't still go once you get born again. There are some people that you don't hang around once you get born again. There's things you uh, used to say, but your conversation, which is ordered to write before God, you don't say those things anymore. And so there is a change on the outside. I remember that little lady that I prayed for a daughter that was deaf in one ear. Uh, she wrote, uh, wrote the song, uh, what is her name, Brooklyn Tabernacle, uh, Simbla, Sister Simbla. She used to lead that song, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life, hallelujah, to know that the power of God is working on the inside of us each and every day, hallelujah. He will never fail you. He's not going to turn his back on you. You have been chosen by God, hallelujah. The call comes, but thank God for the choosing. And so I want to encourage you tonight that in this year, we're going to go a little further than we went last year. We're not, uh, you know, some people think that the election is the revival. No, the election has nothing to do with that. It may give us an opportunity to see some things done, but revival comes from heaven and not Washington, D.C. Praise God. So I thank God for what uh, all is going on. But you see, I learned a long time ago, my eyes are on Christ. What does Jesus do? What does Jesus want us to do? What is it? And so I begin to meditate on this area of a missing ingredient and in the second area, a key. Because, you see, we need keys to unlock doors. We need keys. I need a key to start my car. I don't care how powerful my fingerprint is. If I'm not carrying that key fob in my pocket, the fingerprint won't work. Are you hearing me? And now they've got it where they want you to do your fingerprint, and then you go, and they're talking about putting a small RFID chip in your hand so you don't have to carry a key fob. Let me tell you something. I break the window of my own car for I take a chip in my hand. Amen. <laughs> and blame it on my wife when I file for insurance. No, no, you see, there are things that we need to understand, uh, a missing ingredient. There has to be something, folks. You can't live this long. You can't be in the anointing and the presence of God for these years and not understand and feel in your spirit, is there something more that I need? When you feel like you don't need anything uh, and you feel like you've arrived, that's when you're in trouble. Better take heed. You think you're standing, you're about ready to go for a sled ride. Are you hearing me? And so the Lord said to David, get ye up. And the word of God said there suddenly was a stirring, a sound in the mulberry trees. There is a sound to a move of God. Are you still hearing me? What drew the people? to Azusa Street in the old Wainwright barn in Los Angeles was the sounds that was coming out of that place. Their shouts, their praising God, their songs. Are you hearing me? 
It drew like a magnet draws steel. It drew the people, not only there locally by the thousands, but they say before that move of God was over, perhaps one million souls had visited Azusa Street where that black preacher, bless his heart, one eye gone, his head stuck in an orange crate because he's too embarrassed for people to see him. But in that crate, he was praying the power of God down. Are you hearing me? And God was coming down. I've read Bartleman's report. He was there. It was wonderful what God would do. People would come in, maybe lost fingers from an accident. Dynamite had gone off. One man lifts his hands to heaven. Suddenly God grows fingers on his hands. Are you listening to me? These things have depositions. People file depositions of what they saw. Uh, Sister a Amy Semple McPherson in the Philadelphia Tent Crusade. After World War I, they brought soldiers in in wheelchairs and on cots that were being brought off the ships from Europe and they brought her to her tent and people would look and angels would come through the tent bearing arms and legs and things in their hand and they saw angels go and put legs on men that didn't have legs and arms on people that didn't have arms and these things are a part of our history of the move of the Holy Ghost and for us to say that in this day we have more than they had is almost a denial of the things of God. Are you hearing me? We need to be pressing in more now than ever. We need to be asking God, what is the missing ingredient? What is the key in my life that I need to be used by the Holy Spirit? Lift your hand and ask God to speak to you tonight. Amen. Praise God. Can you say amen? Everybody say a missing ingredient. Now, I don't believe it's the same for everybody. But I do believe that everyone has things, including this preacher, that we need God to put in us to make us more effective. Hallelujah. I said praise God. Missing ingredients. I was reading the story of John G. Lake, who was a great man of God. He began his life his work selling insurance up near Sault Ste. Marie and over in Ontario. And I've been by where he lived and so forth. And his sister, his sister got very, very sick to the point of death. Brother Duplantis spoke of Edinburgh, Scotland this morning. There was an evangelist who came from Edinburgh by the name of John Alexander Dowie. Dowie worked in a clinic in Edinburgh as a janitor. And one of his jobs was to take limbs that had been cut off people's bodies and the bloody cloths and things that were used from that hospital. And Dowie said in one of his books that Gordon Lindsay wrote down, he said, I developed a holy anger against diseases and sicknesses that were dismembering people's body through gangrene and sores and tumors and cancers. And Dowie wrote, it was at that moment that he said, I developed a holy anger for the attack against God's creation. One of the missing ingredients could be we have lost our holy anger for the uh, problems people are going through. 
because we're more dependent upon perhaps doctor's reports, medicines and hospitals, and there's nothing against that. But whatever happened to believe in God to heal the people? When I was growing up, if you were sick, you came to the altar. And my dad was the pastor, and he'd get out a big old bottle of oil, and he may dump it all over your head. But the people would get healed. I saw one lady, uh, uh, Zelly Vance, she was withered from uh, polio in her uh, right arm. Power of God, dad just ran oil up and down her hand, and all of a sudden, snap, crack, <laughs> and her hand came out straight, and she was healed. I saw that as a boy. That's just one thing. I've seen many things over the years. But could it be the missing ingredient is the thing that is to you the greatest challenge? Because you'll be tested along every line if you're going to follow Christ and believe he is your great provider. If you're believing God to bless you financially, the enemy will come and try to steal from you and kill and destroy everything that you're believing for, even in the realm of finances. I had a man come to me and he said, man, he said, I started a business and I, I, I lost it. I started another business and I lost it. And he was talking about everything he lost. I said, you need to get your eyes off the past and begin to believe God for your future and you need to do it today. Faith works in the now. Are you listening to me? And I began to talk to him about what the Lord was showing me. And he said, well, I'll try it. But you could tell he wasn't that thrilled about it. But do you know God used that little simple Holy Ghost idea and that man began to do better than he'd ever done? And he called me. But what happened was that with the blessing, he forgot the blesser. And so the breakthrough season has with it challenges and tests that will try to get you from going not only through your breakthrough, but from staying in the place that God breaks you through too. Are you hearing me? I don't know about you. I don't just want a breakthrough. I want to get over to that place that's on the other side of the breakthrough and live in the promised blessing. How many of you feel that way? Let me see your hand. Am I just preaching to the choir? Good. All right. And so I began to think these thoughts as I was coming out here. I began to meditate on it. I could feel the Holy Ghost on me. Someone said, how did you know? Well, I start speeding usually when the anointing comes on me. Glory to God. But I was coming down the pike, coming down 70. I begin to think, what is it, Lord, in my life that is a missing ingredient? What is it? Because you see, sometimes the reason we're not getting the breakthrough is we don't have knowledge of the thing that's hindering us. There's a minister sitting here. I love him like my brother. But I'll never forget one time his son called me. He said, he said my dad... If you could help him, Brother Shuttlesworth, he said, that means everything to me. What a good son. I have a good son. I have a brand new grandson since I was last here. Amen. He was crying the other night. I, they brought him in. I put him in bed with me. All of a sudden, that little chubby arm came over my chest. He went right to sleep. I was just singing to him, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And then I started humming him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Next thing I hear, <laughs> he slept another hour and a half. When he woke up, first thing he saw me, he smiled. That's worth everything, folks. Amen. He needed a little bit more sleep. I, I, I see some of you have taken advantage of tonight. And God, God bless you. Amen. We'll sing the song later. But what I've learned is this. One of the ingredients I believe that's missing 
is what I call a family altar. So busy that we don't do what I was raised to do in the morning and even at night. And that is together as a family. And to pray for the blessing of God through the day. Leaving that house with the understanding something good is going to happen to me today. And then to come home at night at supper. We used to eat around 4.30 in the cold camps. They'd get out at 4 and by 4.30 everybody's eating something. And we used to eat around 4.30 and uh, talking about something that God did that day. My dad might lead it off. My mama might ch chime in on it. My brothers, they, they had funny things they would say. Uh, one brother, he was happy he found worms to go fishing. Hey, if it keeps your boat floating, uh, praise God for the worms. Amen. Bible says he gives you power over all those things that creep on the earth. And so thank God we have power over creeps. Amen. Over creepy things, over worms. But parents didn't rebuke us. They encouraged us to thank God for everything. And so part of that missing ingredient could be the area of not being thankful, but instead the thing that you're going through seems bigger to you than the praise you can offer. So this fellow said, would you come? And I said, I'd be glad to. And I went. And I stood there preaching in that great church. And God's still blessing that church today. And as I was, as I was uh, preaching, I heard the Lord tell me, he said, this is where the problem is. So I said to that pastor, I said, sir, is there any way I can meet with you and your associate and people tomorrow morning here at the church? Oh, yeah, Brother Ted. And you could tell he was under the gun. You see, there's a pressure to the spirit of mammon. And as Brother Dosick exhorted us this morning, and even Brother Duplantis, that area of lack even is cause for divorce and pressures in the home and things coming apart. Are you listening to me? And so I got there, and when I told them, it wasn't that they didn't believe me. They just couldn't see it. So I said, could you do this? I said, find every checkbook register you got. And one fellow said, well, he said, we may have a hundred and, I never forgot the amount. He said, there might be $114 extra, but that'd be all there'd be, Brother Ted. But see, if the Holy Ghost shows you something, and you're believing for a breakthrough, man may not even themselves understand what's hindering them from their breakthrough. Because they look to the natural, to the limited knowledge they may have, but the Holy Ghost expands our believing and expands our knowledge. Can you say Amen. And so no one's going to treat you any better than the Holy Ghost. Well, the pastor's son that asked me to come out, he went and he started looking. He said, you know, I don't believe this. I found some of the checkbook registers in the toilet downstairs. I said, well, good. Get them out of the toilet. Leave the toilet paper, but bring the check uh, registers. Amen. And I had them do a simple exercise. And as they went through it, revelation came because they were pursuing the breakthrough. Uh, the revelation of God is like headlights on your car. The further you go by faith, the more you see. Just like driving a car down the road and those headlights reveal as you go, so it is by revelation knowledge when you're doing what God tells you to do. The more you walk by faith, the greater, the greater. Now see that? Something's on your body and the Lord's going to take it off of you. You believe that? I haven't seen you since last year, but this year I can tell you, you've had something attack you physically, and I'm going to lay hands on you tonight, and you're going to get better in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Do you believe that? Better, better, better. Everybody say better, better, better. And so the further we went, the more we saw. And I'll never forget, I looked at that pastor after we went through that exercise of believing God. I said, in three years, you'll be debt free. He chest bumped me. He chest bumped everybody in the room. He shunned a hunda and began to speak in tongues, ran around, and I, I began to laugh with him. There's a joy that is released when you are seeking your breakthrough. God is going to give you the ability to go through to the other side, and sometimes things you don't even know about are standing in the way of the thing that you're believing to break, uh, break through to and for. But God who is God, hallelujah, who is all knowledge, has the ability to reveal to us the thing that the devil's trying to use to build a wall of containment around the child of God, but I refuse to go through life with a missing ingredient. I refuse to go through life uh, not having the key that I need for the breakthrough I'm believing for. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. I said praise God. And so the Bible speaks of that area of breakthrough where God, by his Holy Ghost power, like he did for David, when you hear the sound of a going in the mulberry trees, the move is on. Someone say, the move is on. Now, God will confirm things to you. You don't have to jump out in some kind of presumption. If it's God, he'll confirm it. A couple of weeks ago, I said to my wife, the Lord's dealing with me to bring back the old deliverance music in our meetings like we used to have in the 70s. You know, she said, well, there's, you know, good music today, and I'm sure there is. I, I, I'm hard-pressed to find it a lot of times. But anyhow, I like music that sets the atmosphere where people get free. See, the way I was raised years ago, every service, when the anointing would hit through the music, that's when people got out of wheelchairs. Nobody laid hands on them. The anointing got them out. That's when people yell out, I can see. Their blind eye came home. See, I grew up in this, so I have some knowledge of how it works. And so it bothers me when we don't see the free flow of that working in this day and age. And the reason is, I honestly believe most leaders are afraid to challenge the, the normal. Well, we might lose people. Well, that's what we put the word exit up for over all the doors. Someone said, you can say that you're an evangelist. Yeah, I've had him leave my meetings too. So I, I began to pray that way. I, I see, God's dealing with me. Missing ingredient. Could it be in my praise and my worship? What is it, Lord? So I said to my wife, I said, I even, in my spirit, I'd like to go back and get them old A.A. Allen songs and revival. And she laughed. She said, well, you know, this generation doesn't know those songs. But you know what? You can teach people. God's my witness. About six days ago, UPS showed up at my house with a box. I said, thank you. Who's this for? He said, Ted Shuttlesworth. I said, that's me. I didn't wait for Christmas. She likes to stick things under the tree. And I figured that only counts for my family that buys things for me. Everybody else is open the day it comes. <laughs> Might be some steaks in there, some cheese balls. We had a box come, four lobster tails. And uh, praise God. And I opened that box, and laying on the top of the box were five A.A. Allen records. And also in the box was a record player, since I haven't owned one ever. 
and I'm looking at this, and I feel the anointing coming on me. And the Lord said to me, I told you I'd show you how to get the breakthrough in your meetings to the next level, that which is notable miracles. So I'm looking at them records, and I'm looking at that record player, and I'm looking at the pastor's note. He said, the Lord told me to go on, what was it called, Amazon.com and find these Allen records for Brother Shuttlesworth. And then he said, I called your son and said, does your dad have a record player? He said, no, I, we never had a record player growing up. Hey, we moved from 8-track right to cassette. We didn't mess with the record player. <laughs> and there's a brand new record player. Now, I didn't know this. I went into a record store to get things to clean it. And he said, you know, he said, we're selling more record players than we ever have. He said, you know, all the artists are releasing their things on records now. You see, sometimes the world hears from God quicker than the church. They just put Johnny Cash's uh, music back on record again. It just came out last week. And I looked at all the, and they're singing songs from clear back in the 70s. And sometimes the world in their spirit picks things up quicker than the church because we get dulled by a religious spirit. It's getting quiet. Let's sing Silent night, <laughs> holy night. <laughs> but it's true. We need to think differently in the days ahead. We need to think, what is the Spirit saying to the church? And if the Spirit tells me, preach along a certain line, I better preach along that line if I want the anointing of the Holy Spirit. If he tells me to sing a song, I better sing that song. So as I'm standing there with those five records laying there, and the first one says deliverance music, the same phrase I told my wife. I said, Lord, that's all the sign I need. Amen. I believe your word. If you want me to go back and sing these blood songs, then I'm singing them. Oh, the blood. Hallelujah. That's signed my name. I began to uh, sing it to my son at the holidays. He came up. He said, never heard that, Dad. He said, it'll be brand new to this generation. Be brand new. But it has an anointing. It packs a punch. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't have a clue. But it's all right. When you operate in the things of the Spirit, when you operate in the things that are supernatural, you got to find the thing that you feel is missing in you. I heard this guy singing night. Wow, he's good. Praise God. And, uh, well, I've met cute people too, but they couldn't sing like he could. She said he's cute too. <laughs> Praise God. You ever notice that uh, when we sing, the anointing comes on us. You can see it come on and pull them things out of his ears. I'm ready to roll, buddy. Amen. I've listened to the last thing through my headphones I'm going to. I'm going to just sing by the Spirit. Sister, all of the singers do a great job. Why? Because they feel and sense the anointing. But what would happen if God puts a demand on worship and praise in your life to change to another thing? Would you say it's God? Would you say I'm not going to do it? Would you say I will do it? You see, that is the ingredient that you need to have, and you need to have it because that's how God puts the scales of justice under your feet to judge your obedience. I was preaching in Kingston, Jamaica. The pastor was dying, and I didn't know it. It had stroke, heart disease. And the people said, the people said, found this out later, if he was truly a man of God, then he wouldn't be sick and having all these problems. And at the same time, his wife passed away. So they said, we're going to put a petition out 
and remove him from being the pastor because obviously he has no faith. See, right before your breakthrough is when you get some knowledge. I come in there, I'm happy. I don't know nothing. I mean, I just fly down. I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm in another country. And, and from 76 until 1989, I spent months every year in other countries and until the Lord told me to focus on North America, which I've been obedient to ever since and until he releases me. But I feel like I'm getting ready to go back to Jamaica, especially yesterday. I felt it very strong. Felt it very strong. <clears throat> My wife said, maybe it's the three degrees. I don't care what it is. I felt it. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I don't know any of this. And I look up to the balcony and four of his board members were sitting in the balcony. We had a good crowd. And I just start talking. I have no idea what I'm saying. It's not in my notes. I said, uh, you men that are sitting up there, let's just say that you put a petition together. They were the ones that did. And you decided you were going to get rid of this pastor. And he went, he fell right back out of his chair, just like tiddlywinks. His chair hit another chair, flipped it up in the air, and he's laying over in the baptistry tank. Thank God it was empty. Well, until he fell into it, it was empty. And so he's laying in that tank, and I'm talking like that. And I got two rows of Rastafarians. They'd come in during the day. I'd been witnessing to them. And they believe Haley Selassie was, was, was God, God's son. And so I got men filled with demons. And I got, and I'm not just talking about the board members, amen, the Rastafarians. And, and, and all this is going on, but I don't know that the Holy Spirit is revealing the things that's keeping that church from the breakthrough. Do you understand that? And so there's got to be something. When you feel like you're being contained, and you're not seeing your vision, your dream come to pass, you're stuck in the first cycle, which is that cycle of breakthrough. Something's trying to keep you from breakthrough. I'm going to read the scriptures in a minute, but I had to lay this out. Is it all right? It's just my introduction. Praise God. It's only quarter to six in Phoenix. Amen. And so I'm talking like that, and then the Lord said to me, lay hands on the pastor, and I'm going to heal him. I said, Pastor, can you get out of that tank out of there? And I helped him out of the tank. And he's an older man at the time. <laughs> As I think about it, it's how old I am now. But anyhow, I helped him out. I said, there's something wrong with your heart. And he began to weep. He'd had heart attacks, had a stroke. And I said, the Lord's going to heal you in front of all these people. I said, I don't know why I'm doing it, but all you men in that balcony, come down here. You're going to be witnesses to what God does. Now, see, I don't know anything, so I don't know this is a revelation of the Holy Spirit for the breakthrough. But see, the breakthrough wasn't for me. The breakthrough was for the pastor. And the four men that are working to get rid of him, God said, I'm going to put on a show for these four guys. God knows how to get us into the breakthrough. But sometimes the revelation has to come first the area that we don't know that the Holy Spirit does know has to be revealed that we can get the breakthrough we're believing for. Otherwise, you're laboring under a deception. Are you still listening to me? I know this is for somebody. Might be for you, my dear light. Oh, God bless you. Really? Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, you can come back in the house tonight. Amen. So I laid hands on that pastor, 
power of God began to shake him. And all of a sudden, he takes off, which he could not do because of his heart and stroke and problems. I hadn't noticed the leg had been weakened. But the power of God strengthened his leg. Power of God strengthened him. In fact, uh, he became the oldest Church of God preacher on the island of Jamaica. He was in his 90s, the last I heard. Was in his 90s. Well, God healed him. So he invited me back. I was preaching. I was down there for a month. He invited me to come back after several weeks when the doctor had checked him. And all of those men repented. They repented. And that church became one of the strongest churches in the nation of Jamaica. Right downtown. They begin to win the lost, win souls. Are you hearing me? You see, God wants people to know who Jesus is. He wants people to have the best in life. And so if there's something that is keeping a church or a family or a person from their breakthrough, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal that ingredient and deal with it so that you might have the ability by the impartation of what the Holy Ghost is doing to get your breakthrough and to go to the next level past the calling into the choosing. Are you still with me? And those men all repented. That pastor hugged my neck. He said, I'm so healed, I'm going to get married again. Hallelujah. And he did. Last I heard, he's still alive. Surprising that. Amen. Must have got his second wind after he got healed. Hallelujah. Well, we need to understand that God wants to use every one of us individually. Now, let me go back to my pastor buddy that I was talking about. In the process of time, the day came, he called me on the phone. He said, Brother Ted, it's three years, and I called to tell you we're completely out of debt. That's what he told me. But he said, you remember in that steakhouse when I was about ready to lose my mind? I said, I do. He said, you don't mind? You remember the day we were there that he said to me, the guy said, you don't mind if I leave the the shutters closed, do you? He said, I like it back. See, it'll begin to affect even the atmosphere you can live in. When you come under an attack and the knowledge you don't have, the devil takes advantage of that by deception to affect the atmosphere you're living in. Are you hearing me? My wife remembers this. One time I was preaching in Indiana and the pastor said to me, would you go, would you go pray for a woman in our church? He said, she's one of our most faithful members. I said, I'd be glad to. He said, she hasn't been here in 10 years. And when he said that, I thought, well, if she's the most faithful member, where's she been? But see, he meant by the fact she sent her tithe check in. Well, there's more to being faithful than just giving a tithe check. Amen. And so his assistant pastor, David, took me, and we went there. And uh, knock on the door, and I, we hear this voice, come in. Sad, plaintive voice, come in. So we go in. And she had music on, saddest music I ever heard. It's supposed to be Christian, but it's sad. Ah, funeral music. I'm going to a city where the roses never. That was me. I turned the record player off. <laughs> then I opened up all the curtains in that living room. Too dark and musty for me. And I opened a window to get some fresh air in. She said, is, she was on the couch with this blanket. She said, is everything all right? I said, it's about ready to be. And all of a sudden, her big son comes out of the kitchen with a cup of coffee. Truck driver fella. I thought, uh-oh. I'm measuring the distance. 
from where I was to the front door to get out of there. She said, did you come to pray for me? I said, no. I said, you're coming to church tonight. I'm going to anoint you with oil and the Lord's going to heal you. And that big fella looked at me and winked. Praise God. First, I wonder if he was gay, but then when he spoke, I, he winked. He said, preacher, she'll be there. Dawned on me. He got tired of taking care of her for 10 years. Listen to that sad music. Walking into a dim, dark uh, living room. Are you hearing me? The atmosphere is changed because the devil doesn't want you to know that the sun is going to shine again in your life. Hallelujah. You need to stare the devil down and declare, I'm getting my breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I don't know what that thing is I'm missing, but whatever the missing ingredient, it's mine in Jesus' name because I have revelation in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. And she came that night, and halfway through the song service, you remember this? She screamed, ah, I'm dying, and fell over into the aisle. And I never forget, pastor looked at me, Brother Allen, you remember Edgar? He, he looked at me like you killed her. <laughs> she hasn't been here in 10 years, and the first time she comes, she dies. So I got mad. I, I can't stand unbelief. I don't care who it comes from. And let me tell you something. We got preachers filled with unbelief. So don't just put it on yourself. We need a cleansing of unbelief out of the church and out of leadership, out of denominations, out of people that used to know what it meant to serve God, but they've lost their faith because they didn't have the revelation they needed. And in the time of their breakthrough, the devil is trying to deceive them. Well... I got mad, and I jumped off the platform. You remember this. And I, I just about cleared the pulpit. Hit that aisle, ran back. I said to two ushers, pick her up, take her in this room. We went in the room, and the room I chose was for the little toddlers. The tables were this far off the ground. Little chairs. I'm looking. I said, stick her on the table. And they put her there. And she's got a handkerchief. Some people are really good at faking to be anointed. They know how to shake their head. Ooh. Sound like an owl after you drank apple cider. Amen. Ooh. And I leaned down. And I Please don't repeat this. <laughs> I, read down, I, I leaned down and started slapping her on her cheek because I always heard that's good to bring people back. I said, hey, I said, Jesus has healed you. Now get up and get in there and praise God. And she said, he has? I grabbed her off that little table, pushed her out the door, and she took off running up and down. Everybody thought it was the greatest miracle they ever saw. But sometimes what you've got to do is not allow the devil to determine the atmosphere you're going to live in. When I was younger, I had uh, more boldness than I had since. Amen. But as I'm getting older, I feel the boldness coming back. Glory to God. What do we got to lose by trusting God? What do we have to lose by stepping out by faith? What do we have to lose by getting out of the boat? I'm telling you, there's something that God will show you that is a missing ingredient that when you obey what he tells you to do, you will have a breakthrough. 
the other side of breakthrough. The devil waits to counterattack. But now you move into this season of what the Bible calls the times of refreshing. When you get over into that, it's like you're sailing and there is no governor on the motor. You barely tap your Holy Ghost engine and here you go. And it has to do with the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, which I'm going to show you in a moment. And what I'm going to believe with you this week. Uh, where, where did uh, Brother Kelly go? You still hear Brother Kelly? I, I, I saw him come down to talk. There he is. But his mama and his aunt and them, they love Brother Shambach. And uh, he came here believing for God to touch and heal his mama. And I told him tomorrow night, and I'm telling you, bring a handkerchief. Because the Lord told me there's going to be a gift of faith in operation tomorrow night. After we're done ministering how to position ourselves for 2017, we're going to do something about it in the natural. You don't put up with the devil's mess. I said, you don't put up with the devil's mess. Hallelujah. Still about the same time in Phoenix. Amen. Well, God healed that woman. Now, the service, the rest of that week, it was a light thing to do the meeting. Once you get your breakthrough, then the heaviness of what you're dealing with lifts. And refreshing comes. And that refreshing propels you into the place God wanted you to be in in the first place. If you go through life and you feel, oh, the burden and oh, what I'm dealing with. And I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I don't know why this had to happen to me. And why is it I'm dealing with this? If you could just get over into the place of refreshing, the refreshing would quicken your mortal body. That same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, if he dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. Can you say amen? And then after you go through that, the next and final cycle is the time of rest. Jesus said, come ye apart and rest, for there was much coming and going. If you don't come apart, you'll come apart. And when you're in the time of rest, that's when you pray and that's when you fast. And what happens is those ingredients give you your next breakthrough. Your breakthrough comes out of your time of prayer and rest and fasting. Now, if you're trying to have a breakthrough when you should be resting, you'll break down. You're doing the wrong thing at the wrong season. So if you're trying to have a breakthrough... When you should be resting, your mind, your body will break down. Because Jesus plainly knew to have a miracle ministry, there had to be times of rest in the disciples' life. Unfortunately, many people in this nation are so driven that they don't know how to rest and they don't know how to relax. Someone come to my house. I was resting. They said, I come to get you to pray for me. I said, my wife will pray for you. No, I come for you. I said, I can't do it today. I'm resting. They actually got offended. They, they couldn't have got healed if God wanted to. They, were, they lost the victory. Are you hearing me? 
We need to train people to understand how to appreciate the anointing and the times and seasons of operation. And so one of the hardest things is to get people, uh, and, and I pray for people and I lay hands on people, but we need to get back also to an old-fashioned altar where people just come and kneel and pray the thing through that they're believing for. The old-timers understood it, and they'd pray. I'll never forget I was with a preacher this year, Brother Minor. He's 91 years of age. But when uh, World War II broke out, he was going to join the Marine Corps. And so his mama was a praying woman, and she took care of Mother Crandall, who started the mission in Brooklyn, New York, that later Ben Crandall took over and built it up to a church of 3,000 people. But in those days, uh, there was a little... Uh, mission downstairs, wooden chairs, a pulpit, and then Mother Crandall and Sister Minor lived on the second floor. And one day, Sister Minor was crying. And Mother Crandall said to her, what are you crying about? She said, oh, David's going into the Marines, and I know if he does, he'll be lost and he'll be killed without Christ. I know it. The Lord showed me. Well, Mother Crandall said, let's not cry about it. Let's begin to pray. And so they shut down everything. They wouldn't even let anybody up on the next floor. How I know that, my grandmother used to live with the Crandalls and took care of her. And nobody was allowed to go up to the second floor. Why? A time of prayer, a time of rest. And in New York City, I'll guarantee you, there's a few folks that were coming for prayer. But they appointed people downstairs to take care of that. For the Lord said today through Jesse about Moses and 170th and so forth, this is the season now to begin to raise up uh, here in this work those that you can put your spirit in. Hallelujah. You've done well, my son. You've done very well. But now you shall, first of all, see men step in to teaching and preaching and demonstrating, and you'll be able opa, to oversee it, see. Hallelujah. And enjoy the times with God when he pulls you apart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 250,000 is the next level of salvations. Hallelujah. Whew, glory. Lift your hand and thank God. I feel the anointing on that. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Pota pandada baha. So Sister Crandall began to pray, Mother Minor, and the Lord said, when he comes here, he's coming this afternoon. Now, they thought he was down in Pennsylvania, but the Holy Ghost said he's coming this afternoon to Brooklyn. When he comes, immediately put him in the car and drive to Rhode Island and enroll him in Bible school. Well, someone said he wasn't even saved. That's true. But God has a plan for your life even when you're not saved. Sure enough, that afternoon, just like the Holy Spirit told Mother Crandall and Mother Minor, my grandmother, those women that were praying, and you ladies, don't let people put you down because you're a woman. I found that if you study church history, it was the women that did much of the work. And I'm not talking about frying dead chickens either. Are you still with me? So who shows up from Pennsylvania? Dave Minor. So he goes to come in. His mother said, get in the car. Strange. Sister Crandall said, I'm going with you. And they drove the five hours from New York City up to Providence, Rhode Island on old Route 1 before the interstates were in. They get to the Bible school that's run by a woman, Mother Gibson. My father and mother went to that school. 
And when they show up, she knew the Crandalls and she knew Sister Minor. She said, I'm sorry, we don't have any more room for students. As she says that, a teacher comes in, Rosie Masurlian, who was my wife's teacher and mine, and leans over and said to her, uh, you need to know so-and-so just quit the school. School hadn't even started yet. And we have an open bed, so if you have anybody who wants to come. And she looked at David Miner and she said, God just opened a bed up for you. You're going to school. Before the sun went down that night, he gave his heart to Christ and received the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Are you listening to me? I said, are you listening to me? There was something missing. There was an ingredient missing, but God had a plan. So what we have to encourage ourselves with in times of prayer, in times of rest, the plan shall unfold. Hallelujah. When you get quiet before God. I have a lot of people that have words for me, but I very rarely receive them. I just smile a lot. I've had people tell me everything, that I was going to marry them to this or that. And you know, after 41, 42 years of doing this, you just learn to smile at people. Because they mean well. It's just that they don't know what they're talking about. It's getting quiet. What's the second verse to Silent Night, Holy Night? Not everybody that speaks to you is enabling you to get your breakthrough. And I personally believe there's nothing like the Holy Spirit himself speaking and leading and guiding us to bring us to the place that God wants us to be. He may use others to confirm what we're dealing with, but thank God for the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? He's going to help you. He loves you. He's going to bless you. Glory to God. He's going to make everything work. Glory. Hallelujah. You believe that, buddy? Stan, I'm going to pray for you real quick before you leave tonight. Don't leave yet. We might do some other things. Amen. I won't do this. Put your hand on your chest. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you. The Lord's going to touch you in your body. You believe that? Look at me a minute. Have we ever talked before or met before? I don't think so. Your liver is going to be healed tonight by the power of God. You're beginning to have some pains back here. Sharp pains. Isn't that right? And sometimes you feel it on this side too. That's the kidneys, but primarily the liver. I'm going to lay hands on you and set you free from this problem. Do you receive that? You prayed a prayer before we came into this new year. And you asked the Lord to deliver you from a particular habit that you're so sick and tired of dealing with it, you're mad about it. Isn't that right? Yep. And you said, when I go into 2017, Jesus helped me to be free. Never free. Isn't that what you prayed? Now, this is apart from that, but also one of your ears, you're beginning, it feels like it's blocked up and you can't hear out of it very good. Isn't that right? Yep. And this ear here is the one I'm talking about. Sometimes you try, you know, what's wrong with that ear? Isn't that right? Yep. And sometimes you can't hardly hear a thing. It's all muffled. True? Yep. It's a sign to you, your liver and your kidneys you can't see are healed. I pray for your ear first. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the head of the church, recreate his eardrum, hardness of hearing that's come into this ear. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out and never come back. Come. Oh, in Jesus. Oh, there it is. In Jesus' name. What happened? I can hear. You can hear, can't you? How long had you been having trouble with that ear? Quite a while. More than a year? Yeah. More than two years? All right. I, I, I command your liver now and kidneys to be made whole. Uh, don't be afraid. I take authority over that addiction, right? I command it to loose your lips and tongue. Oh, in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Now pray this out loud. Dear Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Say that with me. Dear Jesus. Yeah, dear Jesus. I will. I will serve you. I serve you all of my life. All my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. And make me your child. And make me my child. I confess. I confess. Jesus. Jesus. You were raised from the dead. And raised from the dead. For me. For me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want to pray for another person. Do you know someone named Harry or Henry? Harry, Henry. I think he's a little taller than you. Do you know who I'm talking about? And I see a workplace, like where they work on cars and stuff. Does that make sense to you? When you go back this week and you're looking right now for some employment, isn't that right? He will help you to work there. And I believe it's in Sydney. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? Pretty good. Yeah, thank the Lord. I didn't do it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So if you're trying to get a breakthrough when you should be resting, you'll break down. If you're trying to rest when you should be pursuing the breakthrough, you'll be overcome. And you'll be knocked back. But thank God for the Holy Spirit who is showing us how to do these things. Now, if you have your Bible, Acts chapter 3. I'm just going to read these, and I'm going to pray for everybody. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Understanding where you are and what you need to be doing is critical in staying free from all sickness, disease, all financial lack, families being attacked. It comes from understanding where you're at. The missing ingredient. Everybody say the missing ingredient. Now, John G. Lake's sister was dying. And he heard about Brother Dowie over in Zion, Illinois, having great results that had him in Chicago, now down in Zion City, Illinois. And the Holy Spirit brought back to John G. Lake an experience from when he was a boy. His father and uncle were working in the barn and they were getting ready to blast tree stumps to open another field for planting. And John G. Lake said in his personal biography, he said, my father pointed his finger at me and said, whatever you do while your uncle and I are in town, don't mix this blue liquid with this green liquid. You know, when you tell a kid that, as soon as you're out of sight, hmm, blue's going in with the green. And he was dealing with some chemicals. Well, when they came back, they found John G. Lake laying out in the barnyard on top of the barn door. He had mixed the ingredients. But when they were mixed, it blew him out of the barn. Good thing it didn't kill him. I believe angels were watching over him. Blew the barn door off the hinges and left him unconscious out in the barnyard. And here comes dad and here comes uncle. And what happened was he put the wrong ingredients in. Wrong measure. So it is with the next wave of God, there are ingredients that may be missing. 
But if we will learn how to mix it, we're going to have tremendous power, notable miracles. The Bible says concerning Stephen, he was a man of faith, that's one ingredient, and power, that's the second ingredient. Faith comes by the hearing of the word of God, and it's a gift of God. God hath given to every man, every woman, a measure of faith. Feel that coming in your body right now, brother? You're getting better. Hallelujah. It's working in you. It's working in you. And then power. That is the Holy Ghost. We need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongues. Build up our most holy faith. It works together. I believe one of the ingredients missing in the modern day church is the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about a tongue. I'm talking about being baptized in the Holy Ghost until he shakes you inside from out. Like I talked about Sister Simbla working on the inside, but it's also helping the outside. Can you say amen? Now in Acts chapter 3, the Bible says, verse 1, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour or about uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I used to preach this, a miracle at 3 o'clock. And then people would come and then i explain it. A certain man, everybody say a certain man, lame from his mother's womb was carried, which means he couldn't walk at all. They laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. Everybody say, look on us. Look on us. He gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name. See, there's power in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Some of our friends in certain denominations are not wrong when they emphasize the power of the name of Jesus. In the Old Testament, God revealed himself by decrees and by increment. He is the Lord that heals. He's the Lord that provides. He's the Lord that's more than enough. Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Rapha, and so forth. But the first time that the angels instructed men they said, his name shall be called Jesus. And he shall save his people from their sins. And I honestly believe we've made a doctrine out of what should just simply be our experience. And that is praying and using the authority that's in the name of Jesus. One time we were casting the devils out of that girl over in Akron. Remember the demons going, Jesus, 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 Jesus. They brought her from an insane asylum. She began to spit up some kind of green junk. I don't know what it was. And the devils were mocking. And the Lord said, take your Bible and just lay it on her body and use my name. So I laid my Bible on that girl. You remember this, on her body. And the demons started saying, it's burning. It's burning us. I said, good. <laughs> Talking about the word. I said, in the name of Jesus. Now, instead of mocking, they begin to come out one by one until God gave her back her normal mind. Are you listening to me? 
the insane asylum. They brought her from, she took with her hands a chunk of the leather seat in the bus and ripped the whole chunk with springs right out of the seat. She lifted up pews and was throwing them in the sanctuary. One, you remember that lady? She said, I'll take care of her. She went to pray for the girl. The girl picked her up and threw her about 15 feet into a, into a heap on the other side. That's not the will of God. You see, if the ingredient is missing, the devils will know you don't have what you need to have. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Amen. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there's power in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. They took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately, everybody say immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. That was the miracle, wasn't it? But Peter had an unusual statement, and I want to deal with this as we pray tonight. He said, look on us. Then Acts 14. Acts 14, Paul then in Iconium, those that were against them tried to drive them out because according to verse 3, it was the signs and wonders that was stirring up this city. And so they go over under Lyconia to Lystra. Look at this, verse 7. And there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Same as the man that was in Acts 3. Same condition. Both were men. Both were crippled from their mother's womb. Both had to be carried. Both were laid where they were. Same exact thing that was wrong with the man in Acts 3 was the same exact thing with the man in Acts 14. But the Bible says there's differences in administrations. And so when we get into the realm of the breakthrough, we won't always administer the power of God the same way. Peter said in Acts 3, look on us. And the man got a miracle. But in Acts 14, verse 9, the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving, that was a revelation gift, that he had faith to be healed. Where did he get faith to be healed? The Bible says there they preach the gospel. Healing's a part of the gospel. Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Got the same result, but a different way of administering the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you still with me? Don't let the devil box your thinking in in 2017 that there's only a certain way this will work. God has many ways. Same result. I call these companion gifts. One gift worked with another gift. Now look at this. Acts 3, the first thing that happened was not the working of miracles, was not the gifts of healing, was not tongues or the interpretation of tongues or prophecy. It was none of the other gifts. The only gift that could have been was the gift of faith. And Peter said, look on us. One of the ways the gift of faith works is Jesus looks out of your eyes. Now, this may not make sense to many of you, but I've had it happen. When the Lord was with the children of Israel, he was in the pillar of fire, and he was in the cloud, and one verse says, and he looked out over the camp. 
safety, and the area of protection. The cloud kept them from the hot sun of the day, but it was God that was looking out of the cloud. The miracle was that of preservation, but it was God's look for his children. Are you still with me? The pillar of fire. He looked out of that fire. One verse teaches us that it was the eyes of the Lord. Hallelujah. And that fire illuminated the camp, or in other words, brought revelation. The gifts of the Spirit in 2017, they'll accomplish the notable miracle, but there will be different ways the Holy Spirit moves to accomplish the notable miracle. Whether he uses the gift of faith or a word of knowledge like in Acts 14 followed by they both brought the working of miracles. So sometimes there's more than one gift working on your behalf. I call them companion gifts. They work together for the glory of God. Can you say amen? Let's lift our hands and thank God. Praise the Lord for his spirit. I said praise the Lord for his spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. May I pray for this couple here first? You, sir, and is this your wife? Stand, please. Hallelujah. Nice couple. You can join hands. Amen. The devil would try to discourage you by bringing on an attack against your family, both real and perceived. Do you have any children? Well, you notice I asked it as a question because you're going to have. When I lay hands on you tonight, God's going to finish the work in you. Amen. You sat at this little table the other night and you were talking about your money. You remember doing that? Remember doing that? Yeah. She wants to get new glasses. Isn't that right? Yes. Wasn't that one of the things she asked you? Help, Brother Rick, I'm stuck. I lost so much weight, my sleeve won't work. Hey, glory. Ah, thank you. Thank you, brother. Isn't that right? You went to start your vehicle the other day, and it just was grinding, and it wouldn't go. Isn't that right? Yes. So I don't know what this is. Yes. I can tell you what it is. It's the starter. Yes. Did you know that later? Yes. Isn't that what they said? Now, I'm in what I call a vision. God doesn't reveal something unless he's going to do something about it. So both of you, you agreed for a certain amount of money to be in your hands in the next few weeks. Isn't that right? Yes. True? Yes. And you wrote it down. Yes. And you wrote it down. Yes. And you're a praying people because you were crying and you started praying, Lord, we're believing for this. Isn't that right? Yes. And I'm telling you, it's already on the way. Now... This will not bring fear, it will bring faith. You begin to have something wrong in your body, but you didn't want to tell her. And you felt like it got worse a couple of days ago. True? Yes. So when I lay hands on you, you shall be healed. You believe that? Yes. And this feeling right here in your head, 
and then it went down through your chest. Isn't that right? Yes. Feel that going in you? That's the healing anointing. Felt it, didn't you? You're all right. The Lord's touched you. Praise God. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? God bless you. The Lord did it, not me. Put your hand on your stomach. I command you to be able to carry child, bring forth this child in agreement for you. We're asking the Lord, let there be a birth. Amen? There it is on you. Hallelujah. Take another touch. Just let her lay down there, Mark. God might do something while she's on the ground. Amen. I wouldn't want to hinder her as an usher. Glory to God. Someone say healed by the power of God. Someone say that's my breakthrough. Say that's my breakthrough. Breakthrough comes from God. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I assume you go to this church, son, because I see a badge on you. Either that or your shirt's on fire. Amen. Stand, please, my friend. You look nice. I'm sure everybody likes you. Glory to God. Is this your name here, Jeremiah? Brother Schuler. Any relation to Robert Schuler, the preacher? I didn't think so. Amen. Glory to God. You ready for God to help you? Yes. You battled a real discouragement about two months now, just trying to get your mind around what you need to be doing. Isn't that right? And you thought, maybe I need to change this or go here. You had all kinds of thoughts of how to get free from this attack. Isn't that right? Yeah. Never forget this. Geography doesn't change a man. You'll be the same person no matter where you go to. Hallelujah. So you're in the right place and you're doing the right thing. Hallelujah. You believe that? Now, you received some news that would be discouraging to anybody. That there was a change coming in this year that would affect you and family and people around you. And you heard these things, but you didn't receive it because of the training you get here. And you say, everything's going to be all right. Isn't that what you said? Amen. Everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Then, right before the holidays, you pulled something in your body. And uh, you just didn't feel right in your shoulder, right back in your neck here. You felt like you strained something. Isn't that right? That's correct. And even tonight, while you're sitting there, you could feel a little bit of that pain and restriction. True? All right, watch this. This is the Lord. It has nothing to do with me. I curse infirmity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I bind it in Jeremiah tonight. And then your shoulder, when you go to lift it, it feels like it pulls there. Is that right? That's Loose in the name of Jesus, the head of the church. Hallelujah. All right, test yourself. You see all the restriction went out. Yes. Gone, isn't it? I command it never to come back in the name of the Lord. Someone say in the name of the Lord. Say, in the name of the Lord. Do you believe these things happen because God loves us? He does, doesn't he? God loves you. You believe that? Stand, please. I'm going to pray for you. You go to this church? Good. And don't quit. Hallelujah. You look nice tonight. We all like you. Praise God. Maroon's a good color. You know why I'm saying this. I got this for Christmas, this same outfit. Amen. Just bragging on my wife. Glory to God. Lift your hands. The anointing's getting stronger. Someone say, tonight's my breakthrough. Tonight is my breakthrough. You believe that? Tonight is my breakthrough. Now, I don't know who this person is, but I'm going to pray for them too. I hear the word Stephen. 
Huh? My father. That's your dad. We'll pray for him, but first I'm going to pray for you. Does that give you faith God speaking tonight to you? Amen. Now, he's had this condition for a few years now. And, isn't that right? Yes. And now he's dealing with this area of diabetes. I don't know if he's talked to you about it. But the other condition is what brought on the diabetes. And over the holidays, it started getting worse on him. Now, he has a bondage. He needs to be set free from it. Do you understand that? But the Lord said to me, pray for him first, then Stephen. And then you tell us Stephen's your father. Is that right? Yes. Do you tell Mark or any usher that I was going to pray for your dad tonight? Please pray for my father. No. How do you think I would know that unless the Lord really is revealing your breakthrough? Amen. Remember what I said. The knowledge God gives you helps you to get your breakthrough. You believe that? Amen. Hallelujah. In the lower part of your spine going down into your hip, there's a severe problem. Yeah. And the other day, your hip went out, and you thought, I'm just young. What in the world is this mess? Yes. Actually, I hear the word crap. That's what you thought. <laughs> Probably, yes. And, but I, I cleaned it up for the uh, people that are not into crap. Amen. But that's true, isn't it? You were working on something a couple of years ago, and somehow you slipped, fell down to the concrete, and got back up and kept working because you had a job to do. But that's when that started. If you think about it, your back started bothering you. Then pains came. Then your hip. And now when you go to walk, you can feel it in the front of your thigh. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And so the Holy Spirit's going to make you whole. You're getting your breakthrough tonight. Amen. Now, why is that a sign to you? It means your dad's going to be delivered from the addiction. Oh, hallelujah. See? You understand that? Amen. And these next four nights... The Lord spoke to me, if you'll be faithful to be here, there's coming some revelation to you, some things that you need to know for this year, that if you'll pull on the mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit, see that? Hallelujah. It's already working in you, my friend. If you'll pull on the mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit, God will position you for the greatest year you've ever had. People say that. They say, what's the theme for the house? And what's the word of the Lord? Let me tell you something. There's only one theme, and that is you're going to be stronger and better and more anointed than you've ever been. Any other theme that works out to make that happen, praise the Lord. Amen. Lift your hands. The anointing's on your bones now. I see it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Everybody say a fresh anointing. Lift both hands and say, Lord, give me a fresh anointing. I'm not satisfied with what I've got, but I want something more than what I have now. In the name of Jesus. Ho! Come out. There it goes. Infirmity out. Watch your chest. Lift your hands and begin to praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Too much turkey over Thanksgiving. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody in this section, lift your hands. The anointing's flowing. I feel it right now. I feel it. It's coming on you. Everything God has spoken to you about ministry and everything God's shown you about your future, it's not on hold. You feel like you failed last year. It didn't work like it was supposed to work. Hey, there it is right in your spirit. Huh? Look out for this year. Look out for this year. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, my friend. We're going to set your dad free in Jesus' name. Someone say, thank God for the word of knowledge. Say, thank God for the working of miracles. 
Say, thank God for the gifts of healing. Thank God they're working in me now. Then lift both your hands a second time and thank God you're receiving a download from heaven. Hallelujah. Free brother. All day tomorrow, go around telling people, I gave my heart to Christ last night and my body's healed and I'm free. Do it all day tomorrow. Someone say all day tomorrow. Hallelujah. If you went to move your shoulder or move in your back, there's a pain that would come and restriction. Isn't that right? Bend over, you'll see it's gone. Do it again. One more time. I call this pumping the well. Ho! Jesus' name. Twist any way you want. You'll never find it there again. Which thigh was it where you'd push and you'd feel it? Put weight on it and you'll see the pain went out of your thigh. Praise God. Thank you. Gone? Yes. Never coming back? Amen. Someone said, where'd it go? Straight to hell where it belongs. Amen. Now lift your hands for Stephen, your father, by revelation of the Holy Ghost. I come against this unclean spirit that binds his father with this uh, addiction in the name of the Lord. I send the Spirit of God out of this auditorium to get a hold of his daddy. His daddy shall be set free and saved in 2017. Nothing shall resist the anointing. Nothing shall hold back the power of God. Nothing shall keep his father, Stephen, from... Glory, glory, glory from being free. Now I call your dad free in Jesus' name. All the way back to your seat. Lift your hands and call your dad free. Everybody stand, please. Everybody. Quickly get out of your seat and come down here to the altar. Every single person, please. Brother Dosik, you can do whatever you want. Stand with me, I pray, on the platform. Come on, move in close. Where's uh, your precious daughter, singers? That's a beautiful song. I don't know who wrote it, but I like standing on the mountain. I'm from West Virginia, like your mama. Let's sing that a couple times while the people come. Move in close, because there's quite a few people here tonight. Lift your hands and thank God. Hallelujah. Go ahead and sing it. Oh, Sister Waters. And I'm not talking about Ethel. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Pastor Dosik's up here. Here he comes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many know you respect the men of God that God's raised up? How many know that, that you're this close now to seeing every seat full on Sunday? Not an Easter service, not a Christmas service or a Jesse service, but I tell you the Word of God shall fill this place. At that point, these men and women that God has, you've already got a list, you already work on it, and you shall see greater things with less natural work. Hallelujah. For your prayers have gone on before you. Your fastings have gone on before you. And so the first breakthrough God has given you is for the church. Hallelujah. For the Lord says, every time I break through in any area of your ministry, it's also your breakthrough. So you'll have multiple breakthroughs in Jesus' name. That I know from praying a couple weeks ago. This is going to be the best. Praise God, buddy. I thank God. Hallelujah for Jesus. Oh, I thank God. I know Brother Shambach used to sing that. For Jesus. I thank God. For Jesus. Bless his name. 
turn my mic back up. I'm singing. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. Bless His name. Come on, sing it again. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. Bless His name. Beautiful. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. Bless His name. He's a mighty miracle worker. Jesus is a mighty miracle worker. He's a mighty miracle worker. Bless His name. Bless His name. He's a mighty miracle worker. He's a mighty miracle worker. He's a mighty miracle worker. Bless His name. Now lift both your hands before we do another thing and thank God. Thank God. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Just lift your hand and thank him for you. Your breakthrough. Your season of refreshing. Your season of rest. Your breakthrough again. A cycle of increase is coming on you in the name of Jesus. A cycle of increase. Oh, there it comes. Coming on you in the name of Jesus. Ho! Spirit of infirmity, come out. Never come back on him in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I dare you to lift your right hand to heaven as if you're saying, Lord, here I am. And for the next 60 seconds, pray that God will give you what is the missing ingredient in your life that you may need for the year ahead. Just ask God to show you the key. He'll do it. He's good. He's wonderful. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And before I go to this next prayer, I've asked Sister Waters and the singers and our great left-handed guitar player and all the musicians, sing that song of the house, Pastor Dosick called it. Would you please? Hallelujah. If you know it, sing it with me. Standard, living and dying in an unwavering faith, and preaching with. 
gospel of Christ resurrected with power and signs through torture and hate. We are courageous for the Lord goes before us and victorious by the might of His hand. We are free through the power of His cross and in His name we
tonight you've got your faith out. Now, a simple instruction, then I'm going to pray one prayer. I've told the story, I'm not telling it again tonight. When I was a boy, Jesus came to me in a field. And he said, I'm going to give you a gift. He said, you'll know what people have need of. And over the years, that gift keeps growing. Used to be a baby gift, then a little boy gift, then a teenager gift. Now it's a grown into a man. But I give Jesus all the glory for it. Everybody's ministry is different, but it doesn't mean they're not anointed. There's different flows. But tonight, I started getting over into that realm, but the Lord specifically told me on Monday night, everybody say Monday night, and this is going to be determined by you. But tomorrow night, the Lord's going to release something to position us. Now, you're not that old. Hold your glasses in your hand. The devil's trying to put cataract on one of your eyes. And there's a blurring and a moving on one of your eyes. Isn't that right? And you, what you do is you rub your eye. But I command the life of cataract to go out of your left eye in the name of Jesus. It's the left eye. That's the one that starts blurring on you, especially in the morning. Isn't that right? I command no cataract to set up. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the head of the church, you're healed. Everybody say tomorrow night. Now, there's a part you play to receive these things. One, you got to say, Lord, I believe your word. Isn't that right? Now, I left those two verses at the end for this reason. They both accomplished the same thing God wanted for both young men. But there was differences in the way they were administered. The way God might minister to you, Brother Bob, might not be the same way he ministers to this lady here. How many understand that? But the secret is he's going to bless all of us. Hallelujah. Don't worry. You're going to get what you wanted for Christmas. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Peace among the It's coming. It's coming. Oh, he's got an anointing on him. Hallelujah. To declare the gospel. Hallelujah. We want our children to have everything, but sometimes you got to wait. Glory to God. But it's coming. Everybody say, it's coming. Amen. And so, tomorrow night, say that again with me, tomorrow night. This will help you to set your faith. Now tonight, what we laid out was the operation or the administration. Same miracle. Both were men. Both were crippled from their mother's womb. But a different way, the Holy Spirit brought the breakthrough. How many saw that? How many have read those verses? And then it's like tonight, the Holy Ghost puts them together in your mind. Oh, I see it. Because there's different ways the Spirit ministers to us. Hallelujah. This man, I, I've seen him here before. I don't know his name. But I know cells in his body are being purged that don't belong in your body. And I know God's getting ready to put in the new. Everybody say, out with the old, in with the new. And sometimes people just have to hear that. Amen. I said, amen. Glory to God. Glory. And so it was the same ultimate result but it was a different administration of the Holy Ghost.
What's going to happen? Everybody say tomorrow night. God's going to position you. And tomorrow night, I'm going to lay hands on every one of you. Because the Lord promised me, he said, if you'll do this, then when you lay hands, there'll be an impartation go into them. And it'll put you in the position you need to be. Again, the results of the miraculous were the same for two different folks. But God has different ways he administers. And one of the common ways is the laying on of hands. And I promise you, my wife and I are living holy. We don't lie, cheat, steal, or sin. In fact, we call my wife at home St. Bonnie. I mean, we believe you can live holy every day. Someone said, have you ever gotten mad? Yeah, but I tried to repent before the end of the day. Amen. But hear me. There are three areas I'm going to deal with tomorrow night. It's like peeling an onion. We're going for the next layer. That if you'll receive it, you'll be in the strongest position you've ever been in 2017. I don't answer for other ministries. I just know what God tells me to tell the people. And I've tried to stick faithful to that for 40, 44 years. Amen. I started as a teenage boy preaching. Amen. I got Jesus up the tree and Zacchaeus down the tree and Moses drowned and Pharaoh shouting. But we had good meetings. And I promise you tonight, I'm going to pray this last prayer that God will go out now and begin to touch your families. How many believe that with me? Because what did the Holy Spirit say? The healing of this young man was a sign for his father, Stephen. So I have to go by the Holy Ghost that the Spirit is going out of here to touch fathers and mothers and sons and daughters, sisters and brothers, and family. Because that's how faithful our God is. If you believe it, one more time, lift your right hand. Put it down a minute. I just heard one more thing. How many of you know there's not one sin between you and a holy God? If he were to come right now, you know you're right, living right, you're in the right place. Lift your hand and hold it to heaven. Oh, it's so important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may place your hand down. I have to ask this because we love everybody. How many of you say, Brother Shuttlesworth, no, there's something in my life. I know it's wrong. I know that it's sinful, but I want to get rid of it tonight that I can have a great week with everybody. Pray for me. If that's you, lift your hand. Say, there's something in my life. I know it's not right. I'm going to get it right. Lift it and hold it high to heaven, to Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Everybody with your hand raised along with everybody else, pray this out loud. Dear Jesus, tonight is my night to get free from sin. I refuse to allow the devil to dictate my life and my future with this stronghold of sin. I turn from my sin. Jesus, I turn to you. Forgive me of my sin. Take out that heart of nature of sin. And put within me a pure heart. I confess. Come on, lift it like an army. I confess that Jesus is my Lord. And I believe, Father, you raised him from the dead. Just for me. And right now, sin's power 
is broken and I am free. Now lift both your hands, everybody, and thank God for freedom in the cross. Freedom through Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice. Just thank him. We're not going to keep you late tonight. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood. The blood that signed my name. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood. The blood that signed my name. Oh, the blood. Come on, sing it. Oh, the blood. The blood that signed my name. The precious blood that signed my name. Clap your hands and thank God for the blood. Woo, glory. Now lift that right hand. This was the prayer I was leading up to, but I, knew, I could feel people here that are struggling, that needed to give a full heart commitment to Christ. How many are glad for these that did pray that? Heaven has the record. And when I prayed this prayer, and the Lord gave me this assurance years ago, he said, when you pray it individually, every man and every woman that says, I receive it, It'll go right into your spirit from heaven. And it will give you the breakthrough that you're believing for. Maybe I should ask that first. How many believing for a breakthrough in 2017? Sure. Then keep that hand raised, your right hand. Jesus, I thank you right now that you hear me. And you promised me that if I would live my life according to your word and your will, that I could ask anything. I ask you to bless hundreds of people tonight in Botkins, Ohio, in this great church. We believe that you're setting us up for something big in 2017. And now, my friend, in the name of Jesus, the head of the church, I take authority over every hindrance and the things you don't know that are trying to keep you from your breakthrough. And we release unto you by the power of the Holy Spirit the thing that's going to bring you into the thing you're believing for in this year, 2017. Receive it in Jesus' name. 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 Now lift your other hand with that and thank God you receive. Come on, lift your voice and praise him like you got it. Praise him like you mean it. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him as Pastor Dosen comes back. Hallelujah. 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 Tomorrow night, how does somebody say tomorrow night? Hallelujah. We are just going to set our heart to receive everything God's got for us. Amen. Hallelujah. You sleep tonight. Some of you will dream. Some of you hear words from God. God will give you things, restore what he's already placed inside of you, and God will resurrect it and refresh it. You be obedient and do what God wants you to do. Amen.